You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your brains, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of JaysFromTheCouch.com, back uh, for another late night edition of the podcast as at the time of recording, things are just set to get underway in the series finale between the Dodgers and the Blue Jays, and there will be no rest for my sleep cycle because of the series that's going to be in Seattle. Uh, over the weekend. We will talk about that on tomorrow's Fan Friday edition of the podcast. So tonight we are pretty much going to focus on the good things I think that we saw last night in the in the extra innings loss to the Dodgers, which, you know, it's pretty entertaining actually for being a 2-1 game that went on until 2 a.m. in the morning. I I can say that. Um, we can take joy in seeing Russell Martin finally face his former team as he's going to catch Kenta Maeda tonight and not Hyunjin Ryu. Ryu's been pushed back to face the Yankees, so slightly dodging a bullet, I guess. Maeda's not fun to face either, but the Blue Jays did beat him in 2016. So that's something. Anyway, we will briefly talk about the hitting first before going into the pitching. And there was a move made in regards to the pitching earlier today that we will talk about. But just looking at some of the batters that went up in that game last night. First, Let's talk about Rowdy Telez because he had the big hit for the Blue Jays last night, that game-tying home run in the top of the ninth on a night when no one was really getting any kind of consistent at-bats in, or at least not to the point where the Blue Jays could be thought of as threatening. I mean, Billy McKinney had a good night. He went two for four, but that was pretty much it. So... It was one of those games where one swing at a bat could change things. But again, with the struggles the season's had, I don't think a lot of fans are conditioned to actually think that unless you potentially have a Rowdy Telez, who is probably the best pure power source that the Blue Jays have. It's why he's still attractive. And it's why the Blue Jays are going to keep looking at him as a potential first base option just to keep that power available to them. And Telez has also shown the ability to come free with that power in the clutch, which you watch any Hollywood movie about baseball, you know how key clutch power is in winning games. So Telez being able to do that against uh, a pitcher who's had his struggles this season, but Kenley Jansen is still a name. He still has that aura around him. So 
to get that shot off of Jansen is still a pretty nice accomplishment for Telez. And it does show that, you know, even in the face of some of the best pitching in baseball, having to stare down Clayton Kershaw, having to go against Walker Bueller, having Kenta Maeda just make Bo Bichette look like a rookie as this game is underway. The Blue Jays are still putting together some good at-bats, and Vlad Jr. had the one in particular last night when he came off the bench to pinch hit in the ninth and was was able to, you know, continue, continue that stretch he's had of putting together decent at-bats. Sorry, he pinched it in the eighth, not the ninth. But he was able to draw that walk off of Joe Kelly, who pitched like he usually faced the Blue Jays, instead of, you know, how he has been pitching with the Dodgers. And that's the kind of thing you want to see, that that approach at the plate, that, that selective way about attacking pitchers, which you have to do against pitchers as good as Kershaw and Bueller and, and some of the elite closers. So that was, that was very nice to be able to see that happening in real time. I think that's one of the things that is giving fans hope is seeing that growth in real time. You can't really see it with the pitching staff yet, but you can see it tangibly with the batters. We are going to talk about the pitching staff in a second, but just a reminder that this episode of Locked on Jays is brought to you by a couple of sponsors. First, we have the Locked on Fantasy Football Show, which Vinny Iyer hosts. He's got 20 years of experience in the business, and he'll help you get the edge you need to claim your league. Also, while you're checking that out, check out Locked On NFL, which is on the same network uh, with the expert analysis of former NFL scout Matt Williamson and host Brian Peacock. Locked On NFL is your daily national podcast on all things NFL with Matt's unique take on the game. So follow both those podcasts now. And I can tell you that this episode is also sponsored by Postmates because Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round Postmates will deliver. I could have used some Postmates uh, today and I, I did when I needed to go out and essentially try and find pad thai ingredients because my partner's like, hey, let's have pad thai. I'm like, all right, fine. And then, like, I go around getting the ingredients. She's like, I just want hot dogs. So she made hot dogs. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Whatever. I'm not as worried because there was Postmates delivering anything I need, anything I'm craving. It's the largest on-demand network in the U.S. It offers delivery from... All the restaurants, grocery stores, convenience stores, traditional retailers, whatever you want, whenever you need it, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, you need uh, a burrito at 9 p.m. on New Year's Eve, Postmates will get it to you, and you don't have to go to the store. You just download the app for iPhone or Android, whatever you got, and you can browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery in real time. 
And then for a limited time, Postmates is giving listeners $100 off free delivery credit for your first seven days. So to start that process, you just download the app and you use code locked on and get $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. So anytime you need need anything, Postmate it, download Postmates and save with that code locked on. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back. And so are the Blue Jays as they went down in the top half of the first inning. Jacob Wagaspak is out to start this contest for the Blue Jays. And... It's it's interesting that they give Waggis back the start, considering how much they've been leaning on that opener lately. We saw that again in effect last night, although the Blue Jays officially referred to it as just a bullpen game, which, okay, sure, why not? Anyway, it was surprisingly effective in matching up against Walker Bueller, and... You know, for the for the longest part, it looked like it would be the result of a hard luck loss. You look at Wilmer Font going out there and doing exactly what he needed to do again. Another two scoreless innings for him. He's only given up one run in 12 innings as the opener for the Blue Jays, which is pretty good. I mean, not going to lie. That's that's good. That, that's a solid investment of money. Already have gotten more from Wilmer Font than they ever did from Edwin Jackson. So that's good. Buddy Boshears came out next. And I will admit, I was surprised last night because I thought they were going to go with Zach Godley for like at least four or five innings. Instead, they turned to Boshears, who's pitching well against the Dodgers. He's got two and a third scoreless innings against them this series, which, I mean, that would look better if it didn't drop his ERA down to six. And he wasn't a very strong candidate to be DFA'd in September. But still good good for Buddy going out there and, and sweating bullets in that California heat. I mean, it was, was kind of obvious there. But then Zach Godley came in. And again, I'm not thrilled with this kind of usage that we're seeing out of Zach Godley. I would prefer him to be used specifically as a starter for this team, but the Blue Jays seem content leaving him in the bullpen for now and and just having him come out in this similar role to that of Brock Stewart and to that of Nick Kingham. And by the way, Brock Stewart got shelled for Buffalo tonight. I think I saw nine earned runs given up, which, hoy, that's not great. Not great at all. So we'll see if he gets to come back up after a performance like that. Anyway, obviously Godley didn't get off to the best start last night. He gave up that home run to Will Smith, who, um, insert your favorite Will Smith joke here. Like, you got Jiggy on that ball. He hit it all the way to Miami. Uh <laughs> there, Will Smith has really fallen off, eh? Um, got hitched to that ball. Uh, hit that ball so hard it turned blue, like the genie in Aladdin. 
I'm trying here, folks. It's late. I I am not as up on on Will Smith. I is anyone up on Will Smith anymore? I don't know. It hit it so hard it would have taken out an alien spaceship. There we go. There's five. That's enough. Anyway, look bad from that, but Godly recovered and did what the Blue Jays needed, and he probably could have gone longer. He did throw 50 pitches in three and two-thirds innings last night, but that's still a pretty good clip, like, to the point where if it wasn't a National League park, Godly probably could have kept going, but obviously you'd much rather have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. at the plate than you would Zach Godley. But still, that was a very necessary start for Godley in proving his value to this team. Because again, similar to some of the other acquisitions, he's not had the best luck so far in pitching with this team. And even with the three and two-thirds innings last night, that dropped his ERA as a Blue Jay down to 630 which still not great, but it, it was a more confident outing and maybe facing a familiar foe helped Godly with that, but still went a long way to proving himself. And then Ken Giles comes out looking pretty cold, walked the first two batters he faced on nine pitches and then just needed seven to get out of the inning thanks to a well-timed double play from Brandon Drury. Giles is on the paternity list now. He's left the club. That's why Jordan Romano's been called up, which, given that they went through Giles and Jason Adam and Tim Meza got the loss last night, it's good to have Romano up there as that late-inning option if the Blue Jays are still relatively close in that game. He can tag-team with Derek Law. And... Obviously, a lot of Blue Jays fans wanted to see Romano back up. He's a Canadian kid. He performed very well in limited time up with the club. He's getting closer buzz, so this will start to be that time when you see what Jordan Romano really has, especially with the schedule the Blue Jays have coming up when they face the Yankees, when they face the Red Sox, they face the Astros, they get the Braves for a couple games. This is going to be the proving ground, especially for a lot of these young pitchers. And Romano's in the same boat as Wagaspak and uh, Sean Reed Foley and Thomas Pannone. He's got to prove himself because there are contenders to come up and take his job as well. We we talked about him on the podcast. Ty Tice, Jackson McClellan, Kirby Sneed. These are all guys who could come up and try to do the exact same thing Romano did. So... It's going to be imperative that he gets back up, gets in the swing of things. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him tonight, even in a non-save situation, just to get some action in. Wagusback had a pretty good start to this game. So, you know, there there is a chance they can keep it close and keep it active and actually get Romano in the game, in a pressure situation. But... Again, the uh, the Blue Jays are going to have to continue hitting. Uh, continue hitting better than they did. Um, Vladdy obviously got it started, but we'll see what else they got. Anyway, going to turn my attention to this game, provide those tweets, 
during the contest like I usually do. I won't be doing it Friday night, Saturday night for those games in Seattle. I have prior engagements. So Sunday night, we'll be back with you to tweet about it. But follow me anyway on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews to get, you know, Blue Jays thoughts, um, see what cute boots I've bought, check my selfie progress, whatever. Just follow it. Follow at LockedOnJays on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Make sure you're doing that. Make sure you retweet because we're doing the giveaway draw for that hat on tomorrow's episode. I'm going to record it. I'm going to like cut up some paper and do a draw with all the Twitter handles that I've gotten. So there's still time for you to get in on that. I will retweet the giveaway tweet again. So send that out. Make sure you're following both my account and the Locked on Jays account. Make sure you subscribe to Locked on Jays on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Twitter. Yes, Twitter. Spotify, Stitcher, Himalaya. I'm sure Twitter's working on a podcast app. Everyone's working on a podcast app. But make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We're getting back into the regular swing of things. Hopefully I can continue to do this at a regular time. You know, we'll see. Hey, Randall Gritchuk just got aboard with a solid single. So he's continuing to hit, which is nice. Maybe we'll talk about him tomorrow. Anyway, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.